0: welcome. Thank you for listening to this wholesome word by David Entry. The words you catch will change your world. May your story change from this message. Be blessed. Colossians chapter 1 verse 7 to 14. As ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. For this cause we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks unto, unto the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Here ends the reading of God's holy word. Father, thank you. Thank you for the privilege of being in the company of the believers, for bringing us to the heavenly Jerusalem, Mount Zion. As we hear your word, let's hear from you. As a teacher, I submit myself under your influence, Holy Spirit. You are the Magister Veritatis, the master of the truth. No one can ever communicate truth outside of you. So as I teach, let my teaching be heavily inspired and fully taken over by you so you can communicate the truths and the reality of God to your people, all of us. Thank you that ears are circumcised. Ears that are blocked are unblocked. Thank you for giving us listening ear, for giving us the ear of the listener. For you said in your word, he, he who has an ear, let him hear. Holy Spirit, speak to us and help us to hear as you speak. Change our stories and deposit yourself permanently into us. To your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. In our previous teachings, I started trying to draw your attention to something in Colossians chapter 1 verse 9 and his prayer particularly in the verse 10. By picking it from verse 9, he spoke about how Therefore, when we heard these things, we also, the apostolic prayer, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. And then he told us the prayer topic. And what is the prayer topic? And desire or ask that we, ye, the believers, might be filled, with, filled not given, but filled. Filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. <coughs> And the resultant effect of being filled with all knowledge and wisdom and spiritual understanding is that we might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, words pleasing him in every way and everything, unto all pleasing. So then I tried to explain that you might walk worthy unto all pleasing that is. A present continuous tense. We are walking unto all pleasing. That you might walk unto all pleasing. So, constantly and continuously pleasing the Lord. Present continuous tense. We pray that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. So, the resultant effect is you walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. And not, 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 that's not all. being. Being fruitful in every good work, and I told you the good work is the church work, actually. In every, what what does it mean? If you understand what church work is, you know what I mean. I'm not talking about just serving in church, please. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing, so all is in verse 10. The prayer in verse nine makes verse 10 a reality. So the prayer he prayed for us in verse 9, that we will be filled with the knowledge of his will and uh, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now when that happens, we walk worthy of the Lord to all pleasing, we become fruitful in every good work, and we increase in the knowledge of God. So these three things happen. Now look at the next verse. It's not present. The next word is not present continuous. It's strengthened. It's like it has happened. Strengthened with might. Strengthened. So now this is what it means. When we become filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, it affords us to be strengthened with might. Now, I'm going to explain <coughs> what it means. Now, look at the verse, uh, verse 10 again. Verse 9 says, I pray that you be filled with the, all that. So that, right, let's go to the New King James. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. All right? Being fruitful in every good work and increasing the knowledge of God. Then verse 10, strengthened. So you cannot work worthy of the Lord. You cannot uh, unto all pleasing, please God in everything. How would you do that? Think about it. How, how, how would you be able to please God in every, uh, everything? Now, let's say you know the will of God. There's one thing knowing. How many of us knew the law, but we broke the law? Oh. <laughs> knowing one thing is different from doing one thing, that thing. Some of us are doing, or don't want to do things, but you don't have what it takes not to do it. (laughs) Let me give you a, a very easy illustration or example that might come very close to a lot of people here. Not wanting or wanting to wake up at 5.30 to pray. Another one, wanting to read your Bible every day. Now, those of you who live with people at home, I'm, giving, I'm going to give you a classic one. Not wanting to be upset. Oh. You determine that you, you, know, you won't say anything. You won't let it be you won't, be you won't allow it to upset you. And he kept going on and going on. She kept going on. He decided, OK, you let me just tell him, but I won't argue. How many of us have determined that I will never argue? And I ended up arguing wild especially those who live with somebody, your sister, your brother, particularly your wife or husband. Especially sometimes the way the husbands can do some things, the woman is trying not to say. She, she doesn't. Because she knows that when she says it, he'll flip. But it gets to a time like, you know, okay, you don't want to. And then, some arguments, how many of you Christian husband and wife have had arguments, you, you vowed that this thing shouldn't happen again, you feel so bad about it. And some of the arguments, you say things you are not supposed to say. You say things, you say things, you are always like that. Or the other time, you know what, meanwhile you've decided not to talk about it again. <laughs> he brought you up, he brought you up, he brought you up. He brought you up. He brought you up and then you take it to the bathroom. What they did at the bathroom, what they left in the bathroom, the hair from the nose that they left on the sink. (laughs) Or the wig they left in the shower. And he clogged the shower. It costed you so much to get it unblocked. And they have put it again and you decide mean you don't want because be time She doesn't see anything wrong with it. So he decided not to talk about it. But it gets to a time sometimes. See, so knowing something and not wanting to do something does not mean you won't do it. Or does not mean you are strong enough not to do it. So you can be filled with the knowledge of his will, but you might end up not living or walking worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. You can end up not being fruitful in every good work, even though you know that's what God wants you to do. So now being filled with the knowledge of his will is what makes us able to walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing the knowledge of God. However, that cannot happen by human ability. Think about it. How long it has taken you to be able to finally say, I've given up this thing. people become born again and they are still warring again. War. You are at war again. To just stop this pornography. (laughs) A lot of people have funny browsing history. Uh, when you look at your browsing history, it you are not walking worthy of the Lord unto all reason. <laughs> so, but now coming back to the text, it says that being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. Permit me to say this again. How can you choose to increase in the knowledge of God? God cannot be researched. Because God cannot be researched He must be revealed You can't take it upon yourself That I will know God I will find Him out You can't Do you know there's a lot about um, The current government We don't know There's a lot about the royal family You will never know How would you know Those who tell you are not saying that one You won't know So then, even if you can't know some things about your own daughter, Mm -hmm. about your own husband, Mm -hmm. about your own wife, there are wives here who haven't said some things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 There are husbands here who have not said some things. All right, so now let's get back to the text, please. I don't, I don't have much time. So it says that, that you, might, you might please God, fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of the Lord. Then it says strengthened. So, see, for you to do that, you must have been strengthened. You can't look for God by yourself and increase in God's knowledge. Those who say I'm, I'm, I'm checking every religion, I'm searching. I'm, I'm doing my own research. You won't find anything. Is, you, God has chosen to reveal Himself in Scripture. If you come to Scripture as just a textbook, you won't find the revealed God. That's why Philip asked the Ethiopian, "You know, do you understand what I read at Acts chapter eight, verse 30. And it's a hard one to understand, except someone explains. The Scripture we all must be taken through and guided through. Because it's not just a plain text. There are things you can read and find plainly. But, but the core truths of scripture and discovering of the nature of God and the attributes of God and understand scripture because script, it takes scripture to interpret scripture. It must be someone who has already been taught like Apollos was, a, was mighty in the scriptures. Acts chapter 18, verse 24, 25, 26. Mighty in the scriptures. But he only knew parts. His revelation was not full, because he knew only John baptism. Priscilla and Aquila took him aside, and they schooled him, and he became even mightier, and began to help the church immensely. So, whilst Apollo was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast of Ephesus, because Apollo made an impact in Ephesus, before Paul even got there. So, it's important for someone to be taught now, To really know God, that a pastor can teach. That's why it's important for pastors to pray for congregation. Because the fact that you are teaching does not mean you are producing learning. Teaching does not guarantee learning. Especially when it comes to God. Increasing in the knowledge of God requires that somebody must be strengthened. So it says that strengthened, I like the way King James put it. Let's all read it from the screen, verse 11. Let's go. Strengthened with all minds. Some are not reading it. Let's read it out loud. Strengthened with all might, According to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Wow. Strengthened. So you are able to increase in the knowledge of God, walk worthy of the Lord to all pleasing, and be, be fruitful in every good way. Strengthened. You are doing that strengthened. You are working worthy of the Lord, strengthened. You are increasing in every good work, strengthened. You are, sorry, uh, mo- mo- uh, uh, being fruitful in every good work and increasing the knowledge of the Lord, strengthened. How? Strengthened with all might. Strengthened with all might. Some translations say all power. The Greek word translated strengthened is dunamu. Sometimes when, in the Greek, when it's written duna, like when I taught on um, gumnazo, gum, sometimes when it's gum, at that time, it's, it's like it can also be written y or instead of u. So gymnasium, you know, gumnazo, gymnazo. Some translations put it gymnazo, other translations put it gumnazo. So it doesn't do namu. Oh it's like I think if I mention it dynamo we will help somebody <laughs> <laughs> have you heard the word dynamo yes. Yes. dynamite yes. dynamic yes. so so it's from it stems from the Greek word dunamu. So dynamic being made, what does it mean? To be made dynamic on the inside. Okay. That's what it means. To be, to be made, so being strengthened means that you have been made dynamic on the inside, Mm. dynamic. Listen, you can't serve God without strength. Mm. You can't, ability connotes strength. Mm. Strength coming from somewhere. In first Timothy chapter one, verse 12, he said, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has dunamu and dunamu, that one is not dunamu, it's endunamu. Who has endunamu me? He has given me that internal strength. strength see, giving me strength, giving me that that he considered me trustworthy, putting me into his service. You, are, how can you serve God? How can you increase, or how can you be fruitful in every good work without being dunamu, or endunamu? So it says that, I thank God who has enabled, ability is a function of being strengthened. So some verses you strengthened, other verses said, enabled, made strong. How are you able to do this? Because I've been made strong. I've been thinking of starting again, to do press ups <laughs> and then Press ups, then I'll go squattings, and then so I just want to strengthen my thighs and then my core. Then I'll be, I'll go back to the gym and uh, I'll go to swimming. The, when I attempted to swim, I started getting drowned, so I didn't continue. But now I think I need to go back to. Learn. I didn't want to say learn because it doesn't sound push at all. Mm. Going back. But when I start press-up, right now if I do it, I might be able to do 15. I'm I'm assuming. I'm sorry, I'm assuming. (laughs) That's why I said, I might. There's a personal trainer right here. I might. Some of you, I know you can't do three. One. But there are people here, I'm sure, who can do 50. Yes. Easily, eh? Yes. No, but it takes time. As you are doing it, you are empowering yourself. The, the muzzle you use is the muzzle that gets strengthened. The more you are using the muzzle. And an ability is a function of strength. Being strengthened to do. When someone is disabled, that means that there's no strength to do that ability, or to carry out that ability. So he said, "I thank, I thank, Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me." That's Nduna So it's the same Paul who said in Ephesians chapter six, verse ten: "Be strong, ah, ah, in the Lord, brethren, be strong." There is, listen, serving God, strength plays a role. Wow. Strength, strength plays a role. I don't want you to be deceived to think everything depends on just you. Mm. Now, this kind of strength is given. Mm. It's given. It's not just generated, it's actually given. Mm-hmm. So he says that God strengthened me, Christ enabled me. The way Paul was preaching, it was an enablement. Yes, oh, yes, yes. right. It was an enablement. Don't see somebody achieving something for God and think that it's just uh, studies, or it's just systems or it's just strategy. Listen, a strategy does not make you fulfill destiny in God, just, just strategy alone. Even to be able to strategize, you need the strength. You need the strength from above to be able to strategize to his glory. He said, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19, that I'm praying for you that you will know the power that works towards us. What the exceeding greatness of His power towards us who believe. According to the working of his mighty power, look at verse 20, his mighty power. Say power. Say power. God is a God of power. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above, oh, come on, far above principalities and power and might and dominion and every name, that is named, Not only in this age, but also in that. He's talking about this power is resurrection power. And so in Philippians chapter three, verse 10, it says that I might, I might know him and, and, the and, and the power of his resurrection. I might know him and the power. So when you become, watch this, when you become a believer, there is a certain power that has been released in your life. But the power that's released is called the resurrection power. It's not only the resurrection power that works here. So the resurrection power it's what comes towards you to be able to pull down satanic strongholds and to be able to live a certain Christian life. However, it's not only resurrection power in the sense of power being given you. Christ himself as power is also on your inside. Yeah. Uh-oh. Christ. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. Christ. The endunamu. Shows up there. Let's already read it out loud from the screen. Let's go. I can do all things. Read it like a can do person. Let's go. I can do all No, no, I want it louder. Let's go. I can do all things through Christ who Who, through who? Christ. What does he do? Strengthen. now is not just power that on, the, on your outside. Christ himself is now the power on your inside. Yes. Christ in you. Did you see that? Christ in you. Christ in you. And he's in you, strengthening you. He's in you as power. He's in you as might. He's in you as enablement. Yes. I can do all this. Come on. I can do all this. Yes. If God says you, you will do it, you can do it. Yes. If God said you'll do it, you can do it. Listen, Christian life is strength-based. That's why he prayed for them. In Ephesians, one of the prayers he prayed, he prayed two prayers in Ephesians. The first prayer was prayer of enlightenment. In Ephesians chapter 1 particularly from 17, says that you're giving the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge of him. That's prayer of enlightenment. But the second prayer is Ephesians chapter 3. It's prayer of enablement. And the verse 16, look at Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16. It said that he will grant you according to his riches in glory to be what? Endunamo. Endunamo with might, through his spirit in your inner man. You remember in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 16, even though our outward man perishes, our inner man, there is an inner man. Yeah. God is working with your inner man. Yeah. God is working with your inner man. Yeah. So he says that he will strengthen you by his spirit into your inner man. Strengthening. So For you to be able to do some things, you need to be strengthened. Yes. Strengthen, be strong in the Lord. Mm. Be strong in, the, this is how God told Joshua in the Old Testament. He told Joshua in the Old Testament, Joshua chapter one verse six and seven. He said be strong and courageous, be strong. Tell somebody be strong. Be strong. Say Be strong. Be strong. Verse six, be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Verse seven, it says that, only be strong and very courageous. Only be strong and courageous. God kept telling Joshua, be strong, be strong. This is connoting and Dunamu. Okay. You, you can't do it without strength. One day uh, David said, even though I am anointed, I am weak. weak. Even though I'm anointed. A weak man can accomplish much. If in the, that is why health is wealth. Yes. Yes. Health. health is wealth. He mm. said, and I am weak today, though anointed king. Mm. The anointing is that I'm weak. Mm. I see God giving somebody fresh strength. So, Paul is praying that when you have filled with the knowledge of his will, you can do some of the things being strengthened. You can't do it just like that. You have to do it being strengthened. Haggai chapter 2 verse 4. Haggai chapter 2 verse 4. It says that, Yet now be strong, Zerubbabel. Wow. Says the Lord. And be strong, Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. And be strong, all ye people of the land, says the Lord. And work, for I am with you. Says the Lord. Be strong. Tell us about it, Be strong. Be strong. Sometimes you might be going through a difficult time, you just need strength, be strong, be strong, be strong. Be strong. God gives strength. Yes. God gives strength. Yes. When you want to do something good, something glorious, when you want to do something good, something glorious to his name, count on him for strength. Yes. Amen. Ask God for strength. Some of us, we failed a few times because you thought you were strong. Bible said, the said, Samson, the Philistines have come upon you. And Samson said, I'll get up and shake myself as other times. He wished not that the Spirit has departed from him in the book of Judges. He said, I will shake myself as other times. He didn't know the Spirit has left him. Because he didn't know that the strength he was operating by was the strength, not natural strength. If you want to do anything for God, it doesn't, it doesn't take natural strength. Yeah. Ah, can I say this? I know you are gentle. I know you are patient. But the patience God is calling you to work in is not the, your kind of patience. It's the patience that will require his strength. It's the gentility that will require his strength. Is the goodness that when you are on your own alone. People have been saying, you are good. You are a good person. You are a good person. You are good. So some of us have migrated that natural goodness into Christianity, into your work with God. And sometimes you tell God, you stand and say, when I need you, I'll call you. I'm good. When it comes to goodness, I am. When it comes to goodness, and so you are cashing in on your natural strength. The kind of goodness God is going to... The kind of goodness that will bring glory to God is not the goodness that you you were born with. It's not the goodness that you have developed by yourself. So when they say the fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, joy, and all those things, if you have love, if you have peace, if you have joy, if you have patience, if you have kindness, don't think that the one you have is the one from the Holy Spirit. The one from the Holy Spirit is the one that comes by virtue of leaning on the Holy Spirit. It's his fruits, not your fruits. The fruits of the spirit, not the fruits of your body. So when he said being fruitful in all things, he's talking about the fruitfulness that is as a, as a result of being strengthened, being endurable. Yes. Now watch this. Look at this. He said, strengthened with might, according to his what? Glorious power. Wow. Wow. There are some words that are quite interesting. <laughs> strengthened with might. Strengthened with might. Strengthened with might. Yes. strengthened. It's like empowered with power. Yes. Yes. Empowered with power, according to his glorious power. Mm. Now, what's glorious power? The power that brings glory to God. Uh-huh. So, that one that didn't bring glory to God, it is not power, his glory, it wasn't his glorious power behind it. And Dunamu. Oh, I like Isaiah 40, 29. Ah! That's, that's going to be your portion. Isaiah 40, Bible said, he give it, Oh, I feel like fixing. Let's all read it together. Let's read the first one. Louder. As you are reading it, you are reading it for yourself. Say it again. And to them that have no might, somebody is going to receive boost, boost in your strength. Divine boost, divine boost, divine boost. supernatural boost. In your strength for what you have to do, what God has called you to do. You are receiving divine boosting. You are receiving divine strength. There's a coming boost in your strength. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. not you. And do And do And It says that God gives. Strength to the weak. <sighs> Stop depending on your personal strength. Yes. When you depend on your personal strength, you always make reference to I can't, I couldn't do it. I tried, I know I'm not strong in that area. Because you are depending on personal strength. But when you are depending on the strength that God grants, then you will never run out of strength. Yeah. And that's, what is interesting about that is actually God's all-sufficiency is made, is put on display when weakness is in place. When your weakness is in place and you're depending on God, it makes, you see, it cannot, the, the perfection of God's strengthening cannot be experienced, cannot be displayed without somebody's weakness. So, God actually told Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength. Huh? Huh? Ah. I am supposed to do this, but I'm not strong. That's where you can depend on God for his strength to be made perfect. Actually, God likes it. One of the things God cannot stand, listen to this, never forget this. One of the things God cannot stand is no sin. One of the things God cannot stand in people is not sin. God is a holy God, doesn't like sin. But what he actually can't stand is independence. Independence. When you don't depend on him, he doesn't like it. We're at the pastor's camp, uh, and I was telling the pastors that God does not want you to come and give him. When you come to God, don't be quick to give. He wants you to come and receive first. Receive what? Mercy. Mm. Receive wow. grace. Yeah. Come and receive mercy and grace so you can actually be able to give him what you like. Yes. Yeah. And I was explaining the scripture we just read in First Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, that I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me, putting me into the work of the ministry because he counted me faithful. And then the verse, verse 13 says that I was a blasphemer. I was an injurious person. I was that, but I obtained mercy. mercy. Most. And I was, explaining to, I was explaining to them that mercy goes farther than grace. Yes. Mercy goes where grace cannot go. Excuse me, can you explain it? It's easy to explain. My explanation, actually, that was the first time I've used that explanation. And I think it's, it make, it, drove, it drove the path. It's, it's like when a building is on fire. and Or some a building collapses and it's dangerous. Or it's on fire. Something there, there are one or two people in. You don't ask uh, someone is fainted or is gone unconscious due inhalation of smoke. But paramedics have come. Would you tell the paramedic to go in to bring them out? Paramedic can not go into the bed. Who goes there? The fireman. The fireman. So mercy is like the fireman. Because of your sins, grace can reach out to you because of our breaking God's law and because of our problem with God. Grace cannot reach out to us. Mercy has to reach out because you are a criminal so long as God is concerned. What we deserve is condemnation. The soul that it shall die. What you deserve is death, yeah. but mercy must reach out, and mercy must say, "No, he's not dying." And God, who is merciful, when you are in sins, His mercy reaches out to you and pulls you, yanks you out of the state, and brings you to where grace can work on you. Yeah. Shout Hallelujah? So the paramedic is waiting. They are, outside with you. They are out- I like that. The paramedics are outside waiting. Yeah. Yeah where men must go in and bring you from the brothel. Yeah, that's what we have got. You are are in the middle of sin. You are in the middle of messing up. That's why you don't have an excuse to say, because of my sins, God can't help me. Unless God is not a God of grace. Your situation can never be so bad that you are beyond the reach of God's mercy. Your situation can never be so out of hand that you are beyond the reach of God's mercy. Listen to me and let the devil leave you alone. It doesn't matter what you have done. Still, mercy can reach out to you. If I were you, I would shout mercy. mercy. Shout mercy. mercy. He said, Therefore, come boldly before the throne of grace that you may obtain what? Mercy. mercy. You have mercy first so that you can find grace in times of need. <laughs> mercy is what God wow. extends. That is why the Ark of the Covenant, wow. the seat is called mercy, mercy seat. seat. Uh, that's, where, where, that's where they put the blood to, uh, to plead for God's yeah. mercy. Mercy seats, not grace seats. Uh. But it's grace that will take you further. Yeah. But mercy must bring yeah. you to the, where, the place where grace can work on you. Yeah. you. Hallelujah. Yeah. So Paul said, I obtained mercy. But when he called the mercy, grace became the uh, dynamo agent, strengthening agent in grace. So he said, My grace is so... F- <laughs> uh. my grace is sufficient for you and my strength is made perfect in weakness but God's strength is let me get up to my notes I've not opened my notes so far but I wrote this I wrote this about the the, the, the sufficiency of grace is manifested through suffering when Paul was suffering his suffering gave God the opportunity to manifest his sufficient grace so you are suffering, don't worry. It is a platform for the sufficiency of grace to be in manifestation. Amen. Just learn how to call upon his name. And the perfectness of the Lord's power is manifested in our weakness. Or in other words, your weakness is needed for the perfectness of God's strength to be shown. Weakness is needed for the, perf- or the perfectness of God's strength Needs our weakness to show. What does that mean? You know you want to do this, but you are not strong. That's when you lean on the Lord. Right, right. When you lean on the Lord, mm. because of your weakness, it gives ability. It, it paves the way for the perfectness of his strength to be shown. Wow. So those who go around very confident because I can do it, I'm strong. He said I can do all things so he so what I'm able to do is based on the strengthening I'm getting. How are you able to do it without God's, God, Christ strengthening you? It is not glorious power because it doesn't bring glory to God. It doesn't bring glory to God. Paul wrote to Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Huh? He told Timothy, be strong. <laughs> Ye therefore, my son, be strong. Where? Did, did you see grace at work? How grace goes with strength? Be strong, because Paul knows, he knew that where I am is because of the strength of grace. The strength of grace that was allocated to me, that was apportioned to to me. Grace has a way of bringing us into strength. So he said, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Why was he able to tell him? Because he himself was a beneficiary of that. Verse 7, he says that for God has not given us the spirit of fear. Uh oh but what? By what? Power. Power. Verse 7, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. he says that for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of what? Power. Can you see this power thing showing up? It's always there, but we haven't taken time to notice it. Yes. He has not given us the spirit of fear. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. What if you have to take a step for Jesus, don't be afraid. Because what fear is not from God. The spirit you have received is actually a spirit of enablement. It's a spirit of enablement that will enable you. But Satan makes you think that you can't do it and begins to intimidate you. So Paul said, hey, we have not received a spirit of fear. But we have received a spirit of power. Spirit of love and sound mind. And then he chose to tell his story. He was talking about don't be ashamed of me. Don't be ashamed of the Lord, nor of me His prisoner, but be uh, partaker of me. Then the verse nine talks about Jesus Christ, how who God has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. But has now, but it has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Oh, I like this verse 10. To which I was was appointed a preacher. You see, the preacher, he's been appointed to preach these things. To which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For which reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I, uh, I am not ashamed. For I know in whom I have believed. Why is he talking like this? Because of the strength. He has not received the spirit of fear, but he has received the spirit of power. So he told his son, Timothy, in the next chapter, verse 1, he said, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. I'm telling somebody, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Lord. I stand here to be able to preach and do what, by God's grace, we do, not because I'm better than anybody, but because I have been in I've been strengthened. I've been strengthened. He has enabled me. He has enabled me. He has enabled me. No one does anything for God without divine enablement. Yeah. All the way they were singing. Some okay. of the songs that they were singing, you can tell. Something was cutting in your spirit. Yeah. It's because there's a divine enablement at play. Yeah. Divine enablement. So then, when it's your turn, whatever God says you should do, his glorious power, I like that bit, his glorious power, he's strengthening, you. Yeah. Amen. strengthening Amen. you. Strengthening you. Strengthening you. It's strengthening you, it's strengthening you, it's strengthening you. Second Timothy chapter four, verse 17. He said, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. Verse 16 talks about how everybody forsook me. <laughs> At my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. May it not be charged against them. Then he said, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. Hey. People have left you, but I see God standing with you and strengthening you People have abandoned you. You trusted some people. They let you down, but let me let you know that God is standing with you and strengthening you. God is standing. There's a pastor listening to me, and you have been let down woefully. But I want you to know God is standing with you, not only standing with you, but strengthening you. Yeah. If you can see David entry standing here and teaching his word, it's because God stood with me and strengthened me. And the same God who has stood with me and strengthened me, I'm telling you, He's standing with you and strengthening you. He's standing with you and strengthening you. God is standing with you and strengthening you. Don't don't be tired. Never conclude that, no, it's, it's over in your disadvantage. It's never, it's never over. It's never over. It's never over. It's never over because God will strengthen you. God is strengthening you. Have you forgotten? Look at what you went through and you are still standing. You're still standing. Look at the things that have happened to you. Never would you have made it to this far. But, but for God who stood with you and strengthened you. God, who strengthened. Let me finish the text because of my time. Let me finish the text. Verse 11 again. He says, strengthened. So please don't forget that you are able to walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. You are able to be fruitful in every good work. You are able to increase in the knowledge of God. Strengthened. Strengthened. I have been strengthened. Tell somebody, I have been strengthened. I have been strengthened. Say, I have been strengthened. I have been strengthened. How do you receive the strength? It comes through grace. Grace. Let me show you strengthen. Three things I wrote in my notes about strength, being empowered or being strengthened. When you look at the text we are looking at, I said, empowered with the power according to the might of his glory, his glorious power. So we are empowered according to the. Verse 11 again, please. We are, emp- we are strengthened or empowered with all might according to his glorious power. The power of his glory. The power that brings glory to him. That is what the basis upon which we are strengthened. Strengthened with might according to his glorious power. Number two, we are strengthened with might through his spirit. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16, as I said, being strengthened with might through his spirit. said that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in your inner man. His glorious power is the agent of strengthening us. His spirit is the strengthening agent. The Holy Spirit. Somebody say, Holy spirit, me. Holy spirit, strengthen me. Listen, when you come under attack, either through temptation, see, sometimes you think it's only temptation that is, is bothering you, but sometimes weariness, ability to hold on to the end. Bible said, He that shall endure to the end. The same, but sometimes your ability to endure to the end becomes a problem. Actually, Hebrews chapter, I like this. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 34. It says that these people were strengthened. They quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of sword. out of weakness were made strong. They were made strong. Listen, you can be made strong. You can be made strong. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, it says, quit ye as men and be strong. Be strong. Watch ye stand fast in the faith. Quit ye like men. Be strong. Be strong. Amen. Do me a favor. Tap somebody. Tell the person. Be strong. Be strong. strong. You know, you know, you know, that, that's what that's what most of the time dads do to their boys. That the, the boy went for a competition or something and didn't make it and He said, I can't do it. Dad said, no, be strong, boy. Boy, be strong, be strong. Can I do it? son, you can do it. Or the coach, tap your on. and be strong, be strong, be strong. Hey, sometimes you have to slap somebody in the... Hey, are strong, stop the crying. Why are you crying like that? Your boyfriend has got him married, you know what? Be strong, girl. Be strong. You have to be strong and thank God that you are not the one to marry such a person. You go for an interview, you did everything, you tap into testimonies, you you paid, in fact, you paid at times two. You have built me a house, you did everything for one job, and you went and they said, Sorry, we have got, they didn't even interview, they said, We've got somebody, so don't come. And you feel shattered. But what I'm trying to say is that this is not over. Just be strong. Sometimes you can't help but cry. Oh, it's okay. Sometimes you can't help. Yes, you, yes. The eyes are there to shed tears sometimes, yeah. not only to look. It's also yeah. there to shed tears. Yeah. Even Jesus cried. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he knew he was going to resurrect, on the... Ah, my father! He cried. Wow. Cried out loud! And his cry was not stopped. <laughs> Some of you at least your own. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> cried loud! <laughs> with the love or to understand that the centurion said this is really a man, of, a, a, a son of God. Because where did he get all this strength from? Where did he get the strength to cry like that? Because when you're dying on the cross, you don't have strength to cry like that. He cried and the whole area, everybody was hearing, it's like a lion was roaring. Where did he get the strength from? And do and do and do and do Jesus cried. And you are not even crying loud. But the problem, the difference between you and Jesus, he says he didn't cry permanently. He cried and strengthened himself. But you have been crying for three weeks or for for eight months since you broke up with this boy oh. do more. be strong right be strong i want you to know that all the days ahead will not be gloomy like this Amen. there are summer days ahead Amen. the sun will shine again at midnight, remember, the sun will rise again. Yeah. And so what do you do at midnight? Strengthen yourself. Be strong. Bible said David encouraged himself. Jacob was about to die, and he strengthened himself. He so said, I have to bless my sons before I die. Be strong. That's why Paul said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Be strong. I want somebody, you might be going through a very interesting season, and it's not everything you can tell people. Sometimes you are afraid. You don't even know what's going to happen. It's like you are taking some steps into the unknown. Your life is saturated with uncertainty and fear and trepidation. But I'm here as a prophet based on God's infallible, unchangeable, reliable word. That be strong. Be strong. Sometimes because you haven't seen your victory, you think it's not in view. There's victory in view. Your marriage is secured. Amen. Your children are secured. Amen. Yes, I'm growing, I won't give birth. Hey, who told you? Sarah gave birth. Oh, but Sarah is different. What makes her different from you? Oh, but she lived very old. Um, um, Elizabeth gave birth. Nobody remained barren in the Bible. So you can't be God with God and you remain barren. I don't know what news you've heard so far, but I have a better news for you. And that news is that things are about to turn in your favor. Yeah. And so, be strong. Yeah. Be strong. Yeah. Be strong. Yeah. He ended by saying that strengthened with might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joy. You can't be patient without being strengthened. Yes. When when you're walking with God, you need some patience. Girl, that's why I'm telling you be strong unto all patience and long suffering. Long suffering means suffering for a long time, but you still don't lose your hope. Don't change your confession. Don't change your commitment. Don't downgrade your commitment. Don't downgrade your pursuit of God because it won't be long. All will turn around. Things will begin to turn around. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Did you receive something? Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. You're welcome to connect with David Entry on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. You can also find more Spirit-filled messages from Carriage Church on YouTube and all relevant streaming platforms. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share the message. Be blessed.